Welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your two favorite indie promotions of all time, that being Maine's own Limitless Wrestling and, of course, Let's Wrestle as well. My name is Josh Nason. On this week's show, we're going to look ahead finally to this Saturday's Crunch Time from Yarmouth, Maine. It's been a while since we've had a Limitless Wrestling event in our lives. We have one coming back this Saturday night from Yarmouth. We're going to talk about that. And also... We are going to talk live to the man who will challenge the Limitless Wrestling World Champion, Alec Price, this Saturday, Beef. That's right, Big Beef is going to join us here live in action after uh, Randy and I go over this show. And, of course, joining me, as always, is the head of the table for Limitless and Less Wrestle and the man who is now the head of creative for Eric Bischoff's WCW reboot is Randy Carver. Randy, say hi to the good people. Well, I can't say that's necessarily true, but... Uh, great to be back on the podcast. Been a while since a show, but it's been a while since we've had a podcast, Josh. We were just talking off air. Uh, it's been a few minutes, but happy to be back on the pod. I'm really looking forward to this weekend, man. Uh, we're in full swing on the way to the Vacation Land Cup. Crunch time is the final stop before we get to the Vacation Land Cup this year. And a lot on the line for a lot of wrestlers this Saturday in Yarmouth. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we're going to get to all that, and I, I would agree. However, I mean, Randy, you're like BFFs with Bischoff now. If, for, for those people who have no idea what I'm talking about, I mean, if they follow you on social media, you had the opportunity to join your uh, your frenemy, John Alba, of the uh, Ad Free Shows Network, and Eric Bischoff himself just a couple weeks ago. And you guys talked about, like, indies and kind of the business and all that stuff. Look at you talking to the guy that used to run WCW. Well, I just hate that John Alba made me a liar because I said on this very podcast that I would never pod with him again. And it was just too sweet to pass up, man. Uh, I had a great time on Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff and uh, that host guy. Really cool to talk independent wrestling and uh, some awesome stories in there, too, of just like kind of how Bischoff, uh, his feelings on independent wrestling, just how he kind of pulled himself out of the wrestling bubble for many years and then what brought him back into the fold. Uh, it was a really cool story about a random show that he participated on, I believe, in New Mexico. And uh, since then, just kind of had different ideas circulating about indie wrestling and just started to pay attention to it a little more. So it was cool to chat kind of the ins and outs of uh, independent wrestling in general with someone like Eric Bischoff. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting guy because, I mean, there's the we know what people think of him because of, of just everything that has gone on with the end of WCW and kind of some of the stuff he's done since then said that since then the impact run, all that stuff. But I mean, he, he got there, right? I mean, he got to the, he got to the mountaintop and was there for, for quite some time. I, you know, there's still value there. It's just a question of kind of trying to find that value amidst kind of everything else. But I mean, he still has learned a he, he's he's forgotten a lot more than a lot of people will ever learn about the wrestling business, like it Dude, or not. Of course. I mean, people talk a lot of shit about things they can't do. That's life. You know what I mean? Bischoff's been there, done that, and he's been around uh some of the greatest minds in the industry and done a lot of great things. So anytime that you can, you know, have the opportunity to pick someone's brain like that or just, you know, hear what they say and take what you want from it, I think that's very cool. So I was very grateful for the opportunity. If you want to check it out, ad free shows, it's up there right now and uh it's a sick, like, 45-minute chat. They do it every week, and I think it's a really unique pod. I've actually uh, sat down and listened to a couple of them since then, and I think it's a cool concept. Mm. So, I mean, not to spoil anything, but, I mean, down the road, we expect all of a sudden the uh, the music to hit. I'm back better than ever at a Limitless show, and all of a sudden Eric Bischoff strolls out from the back to help out his good buddy Randy and maybe take over as the GM. Well, you can really never say never. He talked on that podcast about how some dude – 
random promoter he had never met called him out of the blue one day, somehow tracked down his phone number and just was straight up like, I can't pay you what you're looking for. We're about 500 miles away. We're a small show with like no former names and I want to book you. And he fucking went and did the show. So anything could happen. That's awesome. Uh, well, yeah. So all kinds of stuff's happening and all two other things before we, uh, we get to the preview of, uh, of, uh, crunch time. Bee swarms, Randy. You've been, <laughs> you went oh. to a show. Was it in Waterboro? Is that what I saw on social media? It was Friendship Park, Waterboro, Maine. Uh, they've got a, geez, I don't know the specific bee species, but it's a digger bee. And it's like not even necessarily a bee that wants to mess your day up a little bit. They just want to nest in that park. And that's what they're doing right now. They're like drilling in and they're, it's literally swarms and swarms of bees. They posted a couple of videos on their Facebook page, but uh, good old cousin Larry. The North Atlantic Wrestling Association was supposed to be there this past weekend. We actually had uh, a Limitless Dojo student who is set to make their professional wrestling debut this past Saturday. But the show, unfortunately, due to bees, and the first time I can ever track down that bees have postponed a wrestling event, but it happened this past Saturday in Waterboro. So uh, a bummer. Uh, the entire Kids Day celebration, I think a concert all got canceled. Yeah, that's going to sting for everyone involved, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a... Uh... So I don't have any B puns. That was pretty good, though. <laughs> That's okay, honey. That's okay. Oh, anyway. Okay. okay. Very good. Very good. And uh, one other bit of uh, business, Randy. Uh, I'll quote a, the, a great philosopher on Twitter because these guys exist. Like a scene out of a movie, new kid boots through the door to announce he's yacked on the pavement and begins to describe it as I took my first bite of lunch. Good bite. <laughs> uh, I'll have you know that I had to do a little hopscotch kind of step just about 15 minutes ago as we're recording this because another student had to cough up some lunch, so to speak, on the pavement. And this time it was right outside the door. So uh, I did not warn anybody as I departed. I didn't want to keep you waiting, Josh. So I'm curious if I'm going to watch from the back parking lot anybody uh, scraping off their shoes because there is a uh, another yak pile sitting mm. there waiting to be stepped in. You run, you run like a, a New Japan-style dojo there? Is that what's going on? Honestly, no. Uh, it's just <laughs> really, really fucking hot lately. So yeah. uh, especially like people on their first day, uh, sometimes it does give them a little bit of trouble. Today, uh, kid came in. He's like, yep, shouldn't have ate lunch uh, an hour before this because, I mean, we we're talking about how hot it is today. It was 90 degrees when we started class earlier today on Tuesday. So it gets very hot in the little limitless wrestling dojo and people find out really quick. Well, things you got to do to earn your way to the big show and the big show returns this Saturday, limitless wrestling Yarmouth and vets for crunch time. It's a final stop before the 2022 vacation lamp cup. VL season finally has arrived and under 70 tickets. Randy remain as of our, as we're talking right now, they're going to be available on limitlesswrestling.com until Friday night. And then, uh, yeah, at this point, uh, I say by the time people listen to this, the tickets have been mailed out, and then anything purchased after that will be at the door per usual, right? Yeah, 100%. We're taping uh, Tuesday evening right now, heading into the show on Saturday. I'm literally sitting beside the last set of tickets that are going to be sent out for this show. So if you order after Tuesday evening, they're going to be held right at the door for you under the buyer's name. All you have to do is show your digital receipt at the door. Uh, I do want to shout out our local fans here, too, because... Uh, totally honest, I was super worried about this show at one point, realizing that it was going to go against uh, Ring of Honor and Lowell, because 
Obviously, uh, it's the return to pay-per-view for Ring of Honor. It's a huge event. I know that people are traveling down there, but uh, we still had an insane amount of local support for this show and people who are coming out to see what we're doing here heading into the Cup. So uh, we really appreciate you sticking with us and supporting Limitless Wrestling because it doesn't go if uh, you guys aren't here to support it. So uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. When uh, initially we recorded what a couple of weeks ago, and they finally kind of made the made the official now. Some people kind of knew for a while that that was going to happen. And I, I, you know, in the back of my head, uh, I was a, I was a little concerned for you. But uh, when you mentioned like the the tickets were, I think we last talked two weeks ago that you know the building was more than maybe three weeks ago that the building was more than half sold, and I don't think you had even announced anything yet. Uh, that's a good sign. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, great fans, loyal fans, and uh, they're going to be packed in and uh, going to be a little toasty on Saturday. I would suggest hydrating and uh, you know, not don't wear a sweater <laughs> exactly in the building <laughs> on on Saturday. But uh, yeah, these these shows are uh, are usually a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, should be another good one. So yeah, let's uh, let's run it right from the top. Main event of the night. We're going to talk to the challenger here in a few minutes. Alec Price defending the Limitless Wrestling World Championship against Big Beef. As we know, Big Beef called for this after his uh, his win over Jake something at the last show, calling a shot against the the winner over uh, the, the main event that night, Alec Price and Lindsay Dorado, saying uh, he wants next. And yo, know, he's had his uh, he's had his ups and downs. He's had some great runs. He had that stumble against uh, Hammerstone. We thought it was going to be a very serious injury. Uh, turned out not to be. He's back at it again. Picked up the big win in a very hard hitting match against Jake something and said, "Screw it again. I'm calling my shot." And he's got that shot. Alec has been working all over the place. If you follow him on social, follow uh, really you know limitless such anything like that, you've seen clips of him uh, competing all over the place. GCW, uh, I think Wrestling Open might be one all over the place, doing shows, and he's come making his stop and uh, defending his world title on Saturday. And he's you know we've talked about before with him and other guys. They're these busy schedules. You know, eventually it could catch up them. We just talk about with Daniel Garcia all the time. And Al Price has to make sure he's on his A game because when Beef is on his A game, people get hurt, and people might. And Alec Price is going to be in the receiving end of some hard blows this weekend, and it should be a fun, uh, a fun world title match on Saturday. Yeah, what what a uh, difference in opponents here for Alec Price in the past two defenses. You go from one of the top luchadors in the country, Lindsay Dorado, to one of the hardest hitters in the country, in my opinion, in Big Beef, who's on a tear right now. I mean. I think uh, he's coming into this match winning three out of his last four. I think does he not blow his knee out there with Hammerstone? He's won four out of his last four. And uh, regardless of the little trip up there against Hammerstone, Beef has had some of the most insane performances lately. He's been winning his matches. And now he's got his first shot at the gold. He's got his first shot at the Limitless Wrestling Championship, which is something that he's really fought and clawed his way up the roster through the ranks of Limitless Wrestling to get to. I mean, through Rip Bison, through guys like J.D. Drake. Uh, earlier this year, guys like Slade, Charles Mason, uh, just to name a few. I mean, Beef has really earned his keep here in Limitless Wrestling. And it, what, a, what a story it would be for Beef to come just three months ago, nearly blowing his knee out, what could have been a, a long-term injury for him that kept him out of action for quite some time. And now, July of this year, he could be walking into the Vacation Land Cup as the Limitless Wrestling World Champion. So, it could be a monumental summer kicking into gear for Big Beef, but, man, Alec Price just untouchable right now. Untouchable, especially on his home turf in a limitless wrestling ring. So 
I'm stoked for this, man. Uh, nearly a year since these two last collided. We saw them last year. First round of the Vacation Land Cup. Beef was the alternate that night. Stepping in for Love Doug after Ava Everett's attack. And now, I mean, man, we, we've really seen the metamorphosis of Beef in the best condition he's ever been in in the ring. And now's the time to put it to the test. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. Yeah, August 28th of last year, the VLC Cup. First round, yeah, Alec Price picking up a win just over 10 minutes uh, over Big Beef. And yeah, you got to think there's uh, a couple things that maybe Beef has picked up since then, but you mentioned it. Uh, this is a, a much different Beef, still hard hitting, but in much better shape, uh, a little bit more agile working around the ring, and obviously a lot more experience over the last year. But of course, Alec Price has got a ton more experience in his last year. So this is a these two guys are peaking at the right time, and this is the this you know really kind of the perfect time for these guys to be going heads up. So main event coming up this Saturday, Alec Price versus Big Beef. In terms of predictions, I always go with a champion, especially a long-reigning champion in this. Would not be surprised, obviously, if Beef pulls out a victory because you know one good shot and Alec Price could be looking up at the lights. But again, you look at the role that Price has been on and just uh, yeah, these long-reigning champions, I got to default to them. They're uh, they're they're there for a reason. Now Price is putting his name in the record books for Limitless Wrestling, but we're going to see what he's got on. He's got this uh, Saturday going up against Big Beef. And again, we'll talk to him in just a couple minutes. Two titles on the line, Randy, on this show. Let's Wrestle Championship is going to be on the line. And Mac Daniels defending the gold against Channing Thomas. Mac Daniels still very, uh, you know, kind of early in his first ever reign as a, as a champion. This is obviously the, the sister promotion to Limitless Wrestling. And this has come together. Uh, this has been building, really, you could say, it's for months and months and months and months in terms of some of the uh, the seeds of a dissatisfaction within Prestigious. And then Channing Thomas finally, uh, you know, it boiled over his match against Anthony Green. Uh, John Alba accidentally costing him the victory. Then we all know what happened afterward. Channing Thomas, the end result, getting super kicked by, getting uh, hit by Mac Daniels, but then ended up getting super kicked by uh, his you know, BFF, former BFF, BRG, at the direction of uh, of both Daniels and John Alba. And then Shane Thomas returning out of nowhere to surprise Mac Daniels, lay him out, hold the title above his head, and essentially called his shot. And the title was the title shot was made, title match was made, rather. Mac Daniels defending the title against Shane Thomas, a renewed Shane Thomas. That match against Anthony Green was awesome for anyone that, uh, that saw that. I'm sure everyone that's listening to this has. But this is, uh, you know, two, this is a, uh, you know, two young guys say this is the, the future. These guys to be fighting over the limitless wrestling world title in like a couple of years or even less than that. You never know. But two young guys uh, really trying to prove themselves. Channing has been around the block uh, before, but really kind of is, is ready, I think, to ascend to that next level. Mac Daniels, again, still proving himself as a champion, but certainly not short in confidence. And this is a, this is going to be a, this is going to be a good one. Uh, two, two guys that, uh, yeah, two young guys just going at it, and this, these are these are fun matches because you you know in the back of your mind you're going to see this over and over and over again in different forms throughout the years, and it's a could be a very long term rivalry. Put it that way. Yeah, it starts right here, and there, there's so much to look forward to. I think on this lineup, like it, to me, it feels like one of the more fresh cards in quite some time. But I, I don't know if there's anything I'm looking forward to more than this because I just think like. Now the rubber meets the road for Mac Daniels. He's been protected. He's he's found his way out of situations. He's found the avenues to not only retain the Let's Wrestle Championship, but keep winning up to this point. And, and now, slowly but surely, over the past few months, we've started to see kind of the unraveling of prestigious. Obviously, we saw 
like you referenced, uh, what the, the scene that went down with Channing Thomas a few months ago when they kicked him to the curb. BRG having a super kick, his best friend in the face, at the behest of someone who he wasn't sure about at the very start of this. It was Channing that kind of pushed him in the direction to say, hey, this is okay. We're doing the right thing with this prestigious group. And then it comes back with the knife in his back at the end of the day. Channing has gone through so much shit in the past year, and we, we've seen the glimpses of what he can do. Like, looking back, November of last year, the singles match with Jigsaw, uh, despite the tomfoolery, you know what I mean? And then talk about a match with minimal tomfoolery, the match with Anthony Green that you referenced. Uh, that's an amazing contest you can see for free on YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. But Channing can go, man, with the best of them, with the best that I think we have in Limitless Wrestling. So Mac Daniels, if he wants to walk out Let's Wrestle Champion with his head held high and know that he can hang in a Limitless Wrestling environment, here's your chance. One-on-one with someone you know very well and one-on-one with someone who you stabbed in the back. So now the rubber is going to meet the road for Mac Daniels, and I couldn't be more excited. Mm, should be a good one. Again, two title matches coming up on Saturday, and, yeah, we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens in it's this sink one. Sink or and, swim, man. Sink or swim. Mm, uh, you should use that for a future uh, future show name. That's a good one. Yeah, but have Shark Pocket Boy that on. one. Have Shark Boy on it instead. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's still around, bro. I still see pictures I, circulating to the Shark Boy. He was at uh, Slammiversary and then the TV taping the next day. I'll throw my fin up sometimes. You ever do that, Taunt? <laughs> throw the fin up? That's I'm doing right. it right now as I speak. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. Keeping it, this, it's, so this was one that all of a sudden uh, escalated quickly. Uh, we're going to have a Russian chain match coming up. On Saturday, Masha Slamovich against Delmi XO. So these two squared off uh, a couple months ago, and uh, Masha Slamovich picking up the victory over the uh, the renewed uh, Delmi XO, kind of a new character, the God Queen, and all that. There's a little bit of tension there uh, after the match. Slamovich looking for a handshake, you know, good victory. Uh, XO having none of that, and then I come to find out, Randy, there was a, and I mean, you tell me a lot of things. You did not tell me there was a skirmish in the locker room. I had no idea and that these two went at it, and that was leading to a Russian chain match. I believe the very first ever Russian chain match in Limitless Wrestling history, correct? Yeah, you're right. We've seen dog collar matches. We've seen a strap match, obviously that brutal one between Rip Bison and Big Beef last year in Yarmouth, but we've never seen a Russian chain match. So these ladies are going to be connected by a steel chain to the wrist uh, on Saturday and we're cutting them loose. Anything goes in this kind of environment. And that's, I mean, exactly where Masha Slamovich wants to be. And there, yeah, there was a skirmish in the locker room. I don't know if a skirmish, more like a uh, brutal beatdown from Masha Slamovich, an attack on Delmi XO, who was given a post-match interview to Sam Laterna that got interrupted real quick. Masha not, not taking too kindly to uh, being left hanging in the ring. And I, I think it's still a surprising call to me. And it might've been the heat of the moment in a scenario like this, but Delmi XO refusing the handshake with Masha because just not many people get to the point where they're earning the respect of Masha Slamovich. You know what I mean? That's, I would almost take that as a feather in the cap, but I'm not trying to speak for Delmi, who's her own athlete here. But uh, not many people get the, you know, respect at the end of a contest with Masha Slamovich. She's just a violent, brutal person who doesn't really care about the end result for anybody else. So to even have the handshake offered, I think that was a big deal that Masha was putting that forth to Delmi XO, of course. These are two wrestlers who traveled to Japan together right at the beginning of the pandemic or right before the beginning of the pandemic and actually trained together at the Marvelous Dojo in Japan. So they know each other very well. They've gone through the same trials and tribulations in some extent. And uh, I think Masha felt kind of slapped in the face and disrespected by that. And 
She took it out on Delmi in the locker room. That post-match attack is on the Limitless socials. It's on the YouTube page as well if you want to check that out. But uh, we really felt like we had to do something here to remedy the situation. And this is the way to do it, uh, talking to both athletes. They're both uh, signed on for it and ready to go and ready for whatever comes at this point because I don't really know what to expect. Mm, I once competed in a Lithuanian chain match, and it was it was pretty brutal. I got to tell you that much. Yeah. Yep. I can't really tell you much of the details because uh, I'm, I'm under legal obligation that I can't. Of but, course, under oath, you can't say anything. Yeah, but I'm just going to say undefeated. That's undefeated. Well, that's all you need to say. That's undefeated in Lithuanian chain matches. Is that on your resume? Uh, it certainly is. Yeah, it's on my LinkedIn. Perfect. Yep, it's on my LinkedIn. Uh, this this next match, this was another surprising one on my radar because I thought one of the participants was out with an injury. Dirty Dango making his return in a, ta- in a trios match with the one and only MSP. Uh, this should be a good one. Taking on the Circus Ninjas. Obviously, the Circus Ninjas and MSP have been in there before, and, and we all kind of know what they can do. But yeah, Dirty Dango, I thought I thought he was hurt. He's back. Dirty Dango is invincible, man. But we got a rubber match here between MSP and the main event in Limitless Wrestling. Uh, we saw them first collide, close taping era. MSP able to win the tag team encounter. Then we move on to a trios encounter. Fans are back. Fresh blood last year. The Circus Ninjas with Nolo Catano against MSP and Top Shelf Troy Nelson. Some limitless OGs. They were not able to get the victory there as the Circus Ninjas walked out with the dub. So now we got a rubber match here. Circus Ninjas really kind of trying to find their footing in limitless wrestling. They're an impressive act. People really enjoy the Circus Ninjas. They're one of the most requested wrestlers, trios that I think we've had here in quite some time. But the wins have to follow. The success has to be there if you want to keep punching your ticket back. And MSP, they've had a ton of success in Limitless Wrestling throughout the years. That would be a huge feather in the cap to be able to knock them up. And Dirty Dango is undefeated in a Limitless Wrestling ring. So it's a big mountain to climb here for the Circus Ninjas, but I think they're up for it, man. Lately, main event tag matches, we've seen them in a bunch of them. They've been looking crisp together. Like the tag team ingenuity they have together, they just know each other like the back of their hand. And Nolo Katano, I really believe, becoming one of the top cruiserweights in the country right now. So I'm, I'm excited to see how MSP and Dango not only mesh as a team, but try to, you know, tear down this attack from the Circus Ninjas that could be coming at them from all angles here. And of course, the cool factor in this matchup as well for longtime main wrestling fans, Dirty Dango an OG member of the original Main State Posse way back in the day, early 2000s. So now uh-huh. to have him in a trio's capacity with MSP of today, it's pretty cool, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I did. I had no idea about that. I'm sure Michael Labby, guest from last time, probably definitely knew that. But yeah, I Mike- he did. Dango, Frankie Armadillo, and then you had another uh, <laughs> era of the Main State Posse that I think was the one that, stuck around a little longer was a little more well known that was scotty vegas now we know as alexander lee and alex chamberlain but there's been different iterations of msp over the years of course no team really taking the name and brand and running with it like the msp that we see today danger kid made in agro but man been around the independent scene i would say since like i don't know 2003 2004 
Well, Frankie Armadillo, I mean, you're you're talking, you're getting down my EWA alley right now. Yeah, that's quite a pull for you right there, huh? I love it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Circus Ninja's last day in trios actions, Randy was mentioning, uh, recently uh, defeating Prestigious and in, in kind of we, you know, tying back to what we were talking about earlier with Channing Thomas and Mac Daniels back at the thrill of it in March. Circus Ninja's picking up the win over Prestigious and uh, getting their first win as a trios. So, yeah, should be entertaining coming up uh, on Saturday between those six men. And yeah, we, let's go to. So, we talked that this is VLC season. We have two qualifying matches on the show, but two much different qualifying matches. We'll start with the first traditional singles match JD Drake, the man who has knocked on that championship door so many times, but has not been able to have it open up for him, taking on Desmond Cole. Desmond Cole, a little bit of a, an upstart here in Limitless, a little bit of, I would say, just short of being a, a phenom. But he's really come on the scene. He, he debuted in that multi-man match several months ago. Singles competition last time out, picking up the win over Brad Cashew. And he has a, a big challenge ahead of him in J.D. Drake. And, and Drake has been open to taking these challenges before. But I say open. He's not going to let up. He's he's going to have the the hammer down, uh, his fist hammering down on you. And this should be this should be an interesting clash of styles coming up on Saturday. I think so, too. I'm just so interested in what this match is going to bring to the table because I really think that someone like J.D. Drake in the way of Desmond Cole advancing is going to make Desmond Cole kind of change up what the arsenal is, what the attack is on J.D. Drake. And I think vice versa as well. J.D. Drake hasn't really faced someone like Desmond Cole in quite some time. I mean, we've seen him battle some high flyers on the roster like Alec Price. And you said, I mean, J.D. has been open to welcoming new people to Limitless Wrestling, to beating the hell out of new people coming into Limitless Wrestling. We saw it earlier this year. I recall the match with Love Doug that did not end very well for the real-life Cupid, but uh, it was cool to see Doug step up into a you know, a, a capacity like that, a matchup like that. I don't know if we're going to be saying the same thing about Desmond Cole here. Like, I hope for his sake that we're not, but it could be one of those scenarios where it's like, man, we saw this dude bring a new level of fight to J.D. Drake, but he still didn't get the job done. Like, I just don't know if we know enough about Desmond Cole to really make a judgment yet. Like you said, he's so fucking new. He burst onto the scene. We saw him in that multi-man four-way in, I believe it was March, thrill of it. BRG walked out victorious, but there was no way you couldn't bring back the big Bufa after a debut like that. And then having him step up to the university rules challenge with Brad Cashew and not only stepping up, but ending the streak that Cashew was on, that's got him this big opportunity here. So if he can be someone who can ride the wave of momentum right to the Vacation Land Cup, we, like you said, we might have a phenom on our hands here with Desmond Cole. Something major uh, could be in the works. But J.D. Drake, like you said, he's been knocking on that championship door so much. It hasn't come to fruition for him. But Alec Price, he's said it before, is a champion that J.D. knows he can beat. He's beat Alec Price before. So if he can get back to the point where he can challenge for the championship, I think he feels more confident than ever right now. Mm. And the other VLC qualifier, again, much different, a six-way scramble. The return of the six-way scramble, one of my favorite matches. Uh, I know some people, you know, they, they, they may not like the scramble, but I mean, honestly, I mean, look, th these things are action-packed from, from bell to bell. Uh, crazy shit happening everywhere. It's uh th these are awesome these are awesome things and and yeah it's a uh, this and this is a a very interesting mix and a really it's a really good uh what's say indication or I I can't think it's too hot I can't think of the right word 
if you look at Limitless, Limitless Wrestling's 2022, I think this is a really good, like, a good smattering of some of the upstart kind of middle of the card guys that are climbing their way up. Uh, I mean, you have Brad Cashew with Dean Fernicola, of course. He's looking rebound from the aforementioned loss to uh, Desmond Cole. But before that, he had a nice winning streak. And as much as people hate him, he's put the wins on the ledger. BRG, who you just mentioned, he's picked up some big wins. And obviously everything going on with the prestigious and all that stuff. You know, he's considered uh, continue to do some good things both here and in Let's Wrestle as well. Bobby Orlando, half of the Shook crew, they picked up their uh, first win last time out and some some good things there. Obviously, people know him from the tag team ranks, but he can go as a singles as well, as you've talked about before. Rip Bison, who challenged for the Limitless Wrestling World title earlier this year. Aaron Rourke, the very successful run for art that ended at the last show, but before that, uh, obviously getting it done there. And then fan favorite, Mortar also getting it done uh in, in a lot of ways and people really are into him so this is like a it's a perfect kind of encapsulation of of uh different guys that have come through at different points throughout this calendar year and a perfect match six-way scrambled all these guys going to go at it one of these guys is going to get his uh his ticket punch for the vlc final i mean straight up these could be six wrestlers kind of leading the charge for limitless wrestling moving forward after this year uh it really feels like this is a cluster of some breakout talents in Limitless who now all have the same opportunity ahead of them to earn their way into the Vacation Land Cup that could potentially get you a main event at the anniversary show for the Limitless Championship. So things could pick up quickly for any wrestler in this contest. And the scramble, man, I mean, I haven't had a match style, a match type where more people have asked for it to return than the six-way scramble. I mean, it used to be a staple of Limitless events, and it was – Kind of a cool way to uh, introduce new talent or reintroduce some talent who may have been gone for some time. But now it feels like a new era of the scramble. Now we're giving some wrestlers on the roster potentially the biggest opportunity they've had in a limitless ring to earn their way into the cup and potentially get themselves a championship match down the line. So a lot riding on the returning scramble here. Wrestlers who have all picked up a major victory at some point in the year leading to this point. And it's, it's been a while since you had uh, one of these six day scrambles. What, uh, what's the reason for the delay? What, what, uh, why bring it back now, first of all, and then what, what just, just the, the amount of talent didn't right. Talent didn't come together card set up or, or what's the deal with that? So to be totally honest, we were, we were still kind of doing them here and there throughout 2019. And uh, I don't think we actually did one in the, short amount of time that we had to run events in 2020 but it was something that just kind of fell out of the rotation when the closed taping era started and i don't think we actually ran a single one during the closed tapings i think it was just four ways or uh, multi-person tags but um when you get back to the live experience that i've realized especially over the past few months um when putting it out there like what do you want to see from limitless wrestling a lot of people want to see the scramble return so yeah. uh, i'm not married to having it in the rotation every single time on a show but when the time is right, and I think it's right right now, um, it's a perfect time to pull the trigger. Yeah, this was when I was uh, first kind of getting into Limitless back in uh, what 2018, whatever it was. This was I, I love these matches because it was just it was something different on the show. And I know, and I mentioned kind of alluded to earlier, not saying people don't like it in Limitless that in general, you know, because you see multi-person matches, obviously, you see all over the place multi-team matches. You know, some people get in there just like, ah, I like to see, you know, the story being told on a one on one or traditional tag team basis. But I mean, sometimes you just have a lot of talent and you just got to let them go in a different match. Plus, you're giving fans something different. You know, there's there's your singles, your tag teams. And, and it's uh, it's just a fun like 
it's a fun match and especially for this era of, of indie wrestling and the stuff that you do um it, it just it, it makes sense i love these i'd love to see these back in the rotation plus it gives younger talent the chance to shine a little bit and, and it's a yeah, I, I'm all for these. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. VLC qualifier, six-way scramble coming up on, on Saturday. So I got to ask, so there's two qualifying matches. Are there other ones, or how are the other entrants getting in, or is that uh, something that's going to be to be revealed? Yeah, it's going to be revealed probably on the Limitless Wrestling socials. Um, we are going to bring back the bracketology this year. So oh, that'll good. be something we'll be doing through the podcast, through social media as well. But uh, for all other announcements related to the cup, make sure you're following all the social media accounts at LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Following crunch time heading into August, you're going to get a ton of announcements related to the cup. Mm, I like it. Uh, rest of the card, a couple more matches to go over here. Lufisto returning, the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame returning. And this is an interesting one, taking on Ava Everett. Uh, Ava Everett, obviously, of, of art. The uh, loquacious one, someone that is not afraid to tell people how she feels and how she thinks. And she is, of course, you know, we, we, Art was only going to get one opportunity to get into VLC and obviously Aaron Rourke getting the nod. So Ava Everett on this show, and she's looking to make a statement regardless, taking on the Indie Hall of Famer. And uh, certainly she, you know, this is one that she, I, I bet, really, really wants to win. She wants to send a message to, uh, the Limitless Wrestling Locker Room, uh, all of her haters, you. She wants to send a message to you. And and to what what better person to do that against, again, than the Hall of Famer, uh, Lufisto, returning for her second go-round in Limitless? Yeah, I mean, Ava and I think Art as a whole feel like we have this vendetta against the group, but it's just not true. I mean, I said it on Twitter. Uh, there's a lot of mouths to feed in the Limitless Wrestling Locker Room. So I think it's a little unfair for all three members to – get qualifying matches, especially after the performance they had last show. I don't mean to drag them through the mud here, but they did lose to the returning Becca and MSP. So mm. I don't know if that necessarily grants all of them a qualifier. Aaron Rourke, as you said, did get the nod. And Ava, you know, she's been talking on Twitter, as she do. Uh, she decided to trash Lufisto, who I don't know if she realized was coming back for this show, but uh, kind of the wrong move, I believe, uh, to have Lufisto's name in your mouth in a negative connotation. And uh, I'm excited to see if Ava decides to keep that same energy this Saturday because I think it could be a rough night at the office for the international baddie and art as a whole. I mean, they listen, we're going to talk about it in a minute. Ricky Smoke's going to be in action as well. They could have a clean sweep on their hands, and I will eat my words. But Ava Everett is going to have to unlock something new in herself to overcome what Lufisto is going to bring to the table ladder this Saturday. And I'm this is what I'm very excited to see as well. Much like Mac Daniels, getting what's coming to him i think we could be seeing that as well with ava everett here i agree and you mentioned uh ricky smokes the third member of art taking on the debuting kid chocolate mo jabari so mo i will tell you randy i was about to ask a little bit about him however i put on the journalist hat my friend i did a little Ooh, okay. a little research because i was looking on his twitter and i saw that he is a trainee of what wrestling academy randy lance storm Storm Wrestling Academy, and I happen to be a close personal friend of Lance Storm. I will say that. Uh, he and I asked Lance, I said, What can you tell me about Mo Jabari? And he said, I have no idea who that is. He never trained here. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> he said, Uh, he's like, I tell you, real good kid. He has an amazing story. Uh, some of the stuff I guess he hasn't talked about publicly yet, but he was kind of telling me his backstory uh, about how he came to Canada and. Pretty talented kid, good dude, and actually has uh, has become close with Bret Hart 
uh, over the over the the uh, the years uh, since he's been doing this. But yeah, he's. Uh, so what I can tell you from Lance is he's, he's he's a good kid, really good backstory, and apparently can get it done the ring. So tell us how uh, Mo Jabari came across your radar. So uh, Mo was put onto my radar by Dirty Dango, who's kind of looked out for him uh, on the American front and actually brought him to Maine a few times to work out and train. Um, got him on a couple shows locally as well. And uh, he's been someone, you know, he's out of the Calgary area. Um, he is tight with Bret Hart. Like you said, he's around the right people. I mean, Trains with Tyson kids sometimes, Harry Smith. I mean, he's got a lot of great brains of professional wrestling to pick. And, uh, yeah, Dango, I think it had to be like six to eight months ago, put this dude on my radar and just said, you know, keep your eye on him. He's going to be someone who's going to be in the area a few times a year. Really good. Put over his work ethic. And I uh, was just someone I paid attention to. And now I, it feels like a good time to pull the trigger because I have, you know, there's an opportunity to have a singles match here with another guy who's looking to prove himself in Ricky Smokes, who I think is a really talented athlete, despite the situation with art that he's in. So it'll be interesting to see where he's at. But uh, putting two young athletes out there with nothing to lose, I think they have a lot to gain in a matchup like this. Yeah, should be good. Yeah, interesting stuff there. So, again, we went over the whole card there again. Alec Price versus Big Beef. Mac Daniels versus Chain Thomas. Masha Slamberg versus Delmi XO. Russian Chain Match. Dirty Dango teaming with MSP against the Circus Ninjas, JD Drake against Dez Cole in the VLC qualifier, the six-way scramble VLC qualifier, Lufista versus Ava Everett, Ricky Smokes versus Mo Jabari, and you can be there, but you better hurry fast. Under 70 tickets remain, I'm sure, less than that by the time you're hearing this. Again, get them at LimitlessWrestling.com. Anything else to say about the show? Nothing in particular. I would say uh, get your tickets now instead of waiting at the door because – under 70 remain. Uh, they're going to be available online, limitlesswrestling.com, until Friday evening. So you've got till Friday evening to order them online or take your chances at the door. Uh, another thank you again to everyone who's supporting Limitless Wrestling throughout this summer. We're heading to the biggest part of the year, Vacation Land Cup season, and then following that, the seven-year anniversary show in September. So uh, really getting in the swing of things here with crunch time. It's the last stop before VLC and a lot's going to go down in Yarmouth. Anything can happen, man, this Saturday. Anything can happen. Anything will happen. And before we cut to uh, speak of anything can happen, we're going to talk to Beef here in just a second. Again, let's uh, get some plugs out of the way. IWTV, of course, you can watch past Vacation Land Cups. You can watch anything, uh, pretty much anything with LimitlessWrestling.com or Limitless Wrestling, rather, on IWTV. Use the, the promo code Limitless. And that helps out the promotion quite a bit. And obviously Pluto TV, you can check out. Still both uh, just seasons one and two in the road. Is three made its way up there yet? I'm still waiting to hear on that front. So it is not up there yet publicly. But uh, I, I think it's just waiting on the release date. So mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure when that's going to be. But we'll let you know when it happens. That's right. And I'll see, uh, uh, yeah, obviously, on social media, LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And Randy, I saw the other day we're closing in on uh, a million subscribers on Limitless Wrestling on YouTube. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. We are 14,000 away, maybe a little under now, but uh, pretty crazy, man. If you haven't yet, subscribe, youtube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. We're going to throw some of the best matches in Limitless history online when we hit a million to celebrate. So, Help us get there, spread the word, and uh, thank you for watching. Yeah, you can follow, obviously, Let's Wrestle 207 on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, things a little bit quiet on that front for now. Uh, Randy underscore Carver, LW on Twitter, Josh Nason on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling for all your ticket and merchandise needs. I think that is it. So uh, until <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have my catchphrase now, 
For Randy Carver, I'm Josh Nason. Until next time, be limitless. And right now, it is time for the challenger for the Limitless Wrestling World Championship, Beef. Let's get to that interview. Well, as promised, we are joined by the man that will challenge for the Limitless Wrestling World title this Saturday night in Yarmouth, Maine at Crunch Time. He knows all about Crunch Time. Call this shot, the last show after uh, picking up a big win over Jake something. The man known as Beef is here on the Limitless Wrestling Podcast for the first time. Beef, thanks for stopping by. I know you're deep into training, brother. I know you're you got a big match coming up. I appreciate you taking some time. Hey, no problem. I'll always got time for you all. So this is uh yeah, this is arguably your your biggest match in Limitless to date. You've been in some big ones, you've been in some some violent wars, and yeah, this is a this is a big one for you on Saturday night. Yeah, uh, very, very excited. Uh a long, a long, a long line of uh list of matches i've had in limitless it's crazy i've been wrestling now at limitless and for Limitless two years now so uh yeah to say this is the the biggest match in my limitless career is an understatement it's uh actually probably one of the biggest matches in my whole career so yeah it's uh i've been training hard like you said i've been deep in it getting in the ring twice a week hitting the gym trying to become a cardio machine so i can keep with alec keep up with alec and uh you know come out with that win yeah, you're look, uh, looking good these days, my guy. It's like you're going to be, uh, you're practicing, are you getting ready for like a, a calendar shoot or something like that? You have another male modeling career? What's going on here? I just, I got, I got really bad knees and uh, moving around the way I do in the ring kind of tears them up. So I'm just trying to get like limber up a little bit so I can uh, be the best beef that beef can be. So let's go back to your debut. So you debuted as this company back in December 2020, and it was part of the uh, Vacation Land Cup this that year. Tell me about kind of you know when you get you know contacted by promotions for the first time and everything. Um, what I mean, what, do you remember anything about about that first match? You're kind of coming up to Maine for the first time and, and all that stuff. What do you remember about that? Well, honestly, I remember being uh, kind of shook because I've. I've been wanting to come to like limitless. I remember seeing the banner when I very first started like getting on Twitter and stuff, becoming like, cause I, I've limitless has been around since I've been around. So I, since, since that's the thing you do now, when you become a wrestler, you make all the social medias. And I, I, that was the, like the first bigger, like independent company I, that I saw. I remember seeing it. I think it was Sammy Callahan was there and I, I remember being a big fan of his and seeing that that uh backdrop you know that that uh famous uh interview banner and just always thinking that's so cool that was you all were the first per- people i saw have that and i just was like that is that is so badass i like i like i don't know why that always comes to my mind but that's my first memory of like knowing about limitless and to get hit up to like wrestle for limitless was just it was crazy i could not believe it i was it was like one of those moments where you show your buddy the message you're like holy shit I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wrestle the like I'm finally gonna like get to wrestle there and the, you know the first match I uh Randy was it Ripper? Yeah, it was and it was uh you didn't get the chance to like get ingratiated really into the culture with fans there either because you came in the closed taping era. So it was all all mm-hmm. bets were off, everything was kind of different, but we were kind of feeling out where we were going. But yeah. It was ripped to start with. I think it was Tyree Taylor right after that, and then uh, JD not too long after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good string of first couple, couple, a good first string of matches for you all. And uh, you know, I, I only in the first three, I think I came out. I only won one. I was against Tyree, but you know, 
Um, you know, I think it's a testament to my attitude and my ability to wrestle and want to wrestle everybody that has kept me there, you know, for going on almost two years now. So, you know, I, I, I'm very grateful to be a part of Limitless, uh, you know, very grateful for everything Randy's thrown my way. And, uh, you know, I always will work hard for whatever I'm given. So it's, it's just been an honor and a blessing, honestly. I'm glad that uh, Randy mentioned the uh, the Tyree Taylor match because that was uh, for, for fans that don't remember or do remember back Double Vision that was uh, March 2021 again during the closed taping era. Ty- that was a that was one of my favorite kind of like under the radar limitless matches of that whole year because it was just uh, as Big E says two big two uh, big men slapping beat two two meaty men slapping beat and that was that was just a hard hitting match and I, i'm not just saying that i was like that was good it the match went all over the place there was top rope stuff it was uh that was as physical as it gets uh and obviously you you have a lot of physical matches down the road but that was a uh, that was much that was much different that was a very unique match something i, I definitely suggest people check out yeah uh that yeah I, I had a lot to prove in that match it was my second match back and uh you know i really wanted to impress randy i wanted to impress uh you know everybody in that locker room because that was our audience that was you know that that's really who decides if you get to stay or you you go you don't get to come back so uh, I, I was just in those matches working really hard to make sure that you know i had the respect of everybody there and uh yeah those close those close tapings were you know it was different because i had done it other places but it, the limitless ones just had another feel to it you know it felt it actually felt real yeah, so I mean, you you go through this uh, you, again. You've been through this murderer's row of um, of of I, I, again. You you have some of the hardest hitting matches and been against some of the tough competition. I mean, some of the guys we just mentioned before. So, Rip Bison, <laughs> Tyree Taylor, J.D. Drake, uh, Rip Bison again, and then you have Rip Bison in a strap match. And you know, you first came into Limitless as a as a heel, and people just. After that strap match, I think that's when I kind of first noticed that turn of people really just started taking to you. They respected you. They uh, they were really just into what you were doing, the effort you were putting out, and just the absolute kind of physicality of everything. Did you? When did you kind of first notice that the um, that the fans were really taking you in in a different way? Oh, uh, I'd have I'd honestly have to say at that match because I I remember trying so freaking hard to make like people hate me like and like it's kind of one of those things that disappoint you as a, as a wrestler when you can't achieve that goal but i like i was working so hard you know i was really trying to work on a character where it was just like a bad guy who is kind of just messed up in the head and kind of thinks that he's doing the right things at all times and I just you know i think with the match that we had and like how awesome it turned out and how we beat the hell of each other. I think the fans just, they didn't want to hate me. They just wanted to respect me and respect the toughness. You know, I, I really tried. I literally stuck my fingers in Rip's eyes. I, I was trying to make Yarmouth hate me. Like, I, I really, really tried my hardest. But they, they just, they were into the, you know, the believability in, of the fight because it was real. It was tough. And, like, I think, I think we just, I think we satisfied them. And they, I don't know, they just, they they turned they they didn't on the way out they weren't booing me and i that made me so mad but whenever <laughs> i got to the back I, I i i realized that it was just you know you can't fight 
what the crowd wants. You have to like, you can't fight it. You can't deny them of it. And if you do, it's just gonna. You're not good. You're not gonna get over. It. Nobody's gonna give a shit about you. They're just gonna be like, ah, fuck this guy. So I, you know, I really, 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 you know, it's the, the Yarmouth crowd has changed the direction of my career. Actually, I was I was trying so hard to be a bad guy, but I, I don't know. I just with all that love they show me, I can't. I could. I just can't. Randy, you remember? I remember we we talked about that on the podcast after that. The the fans really really just seemed to shift. And we've seen this before with guys, right? I mean, I, you know, the one that comes to mind the most is uh, Christian Casanova, uh, Carmelo Hayes now in, in NXT, where, you know, they're presented a certain way, they come across their way, and then it's not even a forced thing. Something just flips in that Yarmouth crowd, uh, or depending on whatever it is, but, you know, the Yarmouth crowd. Um, and, they, and they're just like, we're going to get behind this guy or, or this girl. And that's exactly what we saw with, with Beef after that match. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's all about riding the wave, and it's it's cool when it happens because it's few and far between, and it's so organic, there's nothing like it. And it's, it's very reminiscent of the Christian thing because, I mean, they hadn't seen Beef before in a live capacity, and I think it was one of those situations where he did earn the respect of the Limitless crowd, and they didn't want to boo someone like that who just went through hell and high water to have this match and uh, didn't come out on the winning end of it, but it was cool, like – to see people come out of their seats, you know, at the end of that match for beef after a war with Ripper. And uh, from that point, I mean, they would, those people who were sold on him right there at undeniable in July last year, they weren't going to turn back. You know what I mean? It only grew from there. And now it's Yarmouth is beef country. What can you say? That's right. And oh, leading, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. No, I just agreed. Yarmouth is beef country. They, they love beef and I love them. And that led into that uh, unforgettable series with uh, with Charles Mason over the uh, your late dog, and there was the dog collar match, and there was the the uh, the picture that kind of got buzzed on social media where you know you you, uh, you put your picture, you couldn't find the picture of the dog, and everyone just it was uh, it was just a whole it was a whole thing, and this that whole sequence that led over, uh, God, it was what three or four months, something like that, and then finally got the big blow off. That was a uh, yeah, that that must have been fun. You you actually not only get a chance to to be booked on on a show, but in a promotion that is giving you like storylines to do and multi month storylines and things like that must have been uh, pretty rewarding for you. Yeah, it was it was it was actually it was just amazing. You know, like that's that's why I was trying to be a bad guy so people will, um, you know, people want to make more of beef. You know, they want beef to come back to like tell that story, like like we said yarmouth didn't they they did not care for me as as a uh you know a you know a, just a hateful bastard and that it changed my heart and you know to actually get a storyline and to like get to like actually you know have have something to like sink my teeth into like it like it was actually like a, a learning experience i've not really got to get anywhere yet so far and to do it at a place as high profile as limitless uh it just kind of set things off for me and uh it showed people that I can do that. And now I've been, you know, getting to have some freedom and getting to have some fun and tell some stories at other places. And, you know, that's a total credit to uh, Limitless. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things to, to mention to kind of go through uh, your Limitless career to this point is uh, we, there was one, there was a, a moment uh, in April when we weren't sure if we were going to get to this point because you're in this match with uh, Hammerstone, the uh, current reigning MLW champion, but uh, obviously in, the, in a Limitless ring. Uh, you took him on and you took a nasty spill to the outside 
were down for a while, and then the match, uh, you, you were able to eventually kind of get back in, finish the match, Hammerstone picking up the win. But there were some legit, you know, concerns uh, over from fans over you being hurt. And I'm sure, you know, in that case yourself, you're kind of freaking out a little bit in your own head. Tell us about kind of what happened that night and, and the, the recovery from the injury afterwards and everything that happened. Well, I told myself at the beginning of that match that I was going to go all out and be a hellion because MLW signed me and then they let they just let me go out of nowhere. Like, so I had a chip on my shoulder, like the size of Texas and I felt like fighting and I, I, I you know, I, 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 I had something to prove, you know, I, I think that I can be a world champ places. I think I can be a contender anywhere. I'm very confident in myself in that and to be, you know, let go kind of without any, without any real reason or any juice or any promises that were told to me, you know, I, I just, I had a chip on my shoulder and I told myself kind of wrestle with the death wish. If you get hurt, you get hurt, you know, go out there and you show them that you can hang with a world champion. And I hit the beefy bomb. I fell to the ground, uh, um, hyperextended my left knee that I've had problems with my whole career. And it just, you know, I, it's not, it's not healed back the same, but it definitely has, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's gotten better, but, uh, yeah, I did not pick up the victory. It sucks. You know, what are you going to do? But, yeah, it's uh, it, it was very nice to be checked on. I was checked on every single day until the next Limitless show by fans on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. You know, it was it was very humbling, and it, it you know it really showed me that no matter what, I won that night. So, what did you learn about that MLW experience? Um, obviously, you weren't there that long when you get signed. I think you know, for people that watch you, there was some some definite interest in what you what you can do, and you, you talked about it a little bit there. Uh, I mean, you, you talk about kind of some negatives, but I mean, what, what did you kind of take away from that whole experience? I mean, it, it was fun, you know, it was, it, it, I think at the, at that point in my career, you know, I mean, it's only been, uh, since April, since I've been gone. So I was with them from October to April. I had a cup of coffee there. I only had three matches, you know, I, 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 I got, had promos every single time, you know, I, I got to learn how to like really like work with like nice cameras and good producers. And like, I, you know, just really learn how to be a little bit more professional when it comes to like shooting and like being backstage, you know, just overall, it was, it was a good experience. You know, I always try to learn something no matter what bad or good. Um, you know, it, it just made me realize that like, maybe I shouldn't, you know, maybe I should wait. Maybe I should, you know, get more skin in the game before I go into those kind of situations and not know how to, uh, you know, negotiate or navigate or you know, take care of myself. So it, it taught me a lot in many different ways. But uh, overall, I'd say it was a positive experience. You know, I got to live a dream, you know, got to be on national television or, well, got to be on television and, you know, got to, you know, really, I, I feel like have quality matches for what they gave me. You know, so I, I had a good time. I never. You know, I never expected it to happen this early. You know, I always have big expectations for my career, but it, it was cool to do it in the first, like, like six, seven years. So I'm going to walk away with it positive. You know, I'm I'm very grateful for the chance. You know, many people would have killed to even get a, a chance to just have, like, a two-minute match on there. So, uh, you know, I count my blessings and I just move on. And whenever the next big opportunity, opportunity comes you know i hope i'm ready for it you know 
And obviously a big opportunity is coming up on Saturday. This is uh, against Alec Price. This is a rematch. Randy and I were talking about this earlier. This is a rematch from last August. You guys squared off in the VLC Cup. You were a, 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 a surprise entrant, a, a replace, a, a alternate entrant for Love Doug when he got injured. You didn't pick up the win over Alec Price that night. But again, a lot has changed in 11 months for you and for Alec Price. Uh, obviously, he is the Limitless Wrestling Champion, and, and you've been on obviously a great run yourself. We talked about that a lot. Uh, this is a yeah. This is this is the same two guys in name, but it's two different guys in terms of what they've been able to do in the ring leading up to this match. And I think it's one of the reasons so many people are so excited about this Saturday night. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited, and like you said, a lot can change in 11 months. Uh, you know, Alec in the last 11 months, I don't think he's lost many matches if any at all beaster has yeah you know i i've i've came ashore a few times and you know that never defines me but in limitless winning and losing does mean a lot to me and i you know i really really i really really hope alec is ready because i he's kind of had an attitude change and i feel like i need to give him an adjustment uh i need to i need to show him that i i, I can be a champion you know i i I've noticed the way his attitude's been changing. I, I can see it. I can see it. I can hear it in his voice. You know, like you, you could just tell when somebody's getting a little too, too much of it. You know, believing it's always good to believe the hype, but sometimes there's, you know, some, I don't want to say delusion, but maybe just, I don't know. He's losing his, he, he's just changing. That's, that's the way I'll put it. Uh, I think that I can, as his friend, you know, I think I can humble him by beating him. I, I know that I can beat him, but I think it would humble him. And I think he needs a good humbling. So he's got a couple more wins than me in that column, but I've been training. I've been working on my game, cutting out the loss ends, like just getting better every every time I step in that ring, and I'm ready. Uh, come Saturday, I think there will be a new world champion. Randy, this is one of the, uh, I'd say, more dangerous title challengers that Alec Price has had to date. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's really throwing him into the deep end here. And Beef's wrestling is such a high level right now. I think he's in the best condition he's ever been in. And uh, it shows in his work, man. It'd be a long night at the office for Alec Price if he wants to somehow walk out with the championship still. Well, Beef, uh, we've had a, a good talk here. We'll see you more on, on Saturday night. Any, any uh, last notes uh, to tell the fans uh, leading into Saturday, but also, uh, also where to follow you on social media as, uh, as we lead up to this uh, this match? Well, my final message is, to the fans is just you know i, I can't wait to see y'all saturday and uh, i'm ready to uh, kick some ass and uh leave with some gold i know that uh, uh boston tsa loves beef and so does yarmouth Maine. so i think <laughs> I, I think it'll be a-okay to travel with the big gold and uh um uh, expect beef to leave with it uh you can follow me on twitter at Norris garvin and you can follow me on uh instagram at Norris garvin and then you can follow me on facebook at Norris garvin and if you're feeling uh, froggy and you want to buy some merch, I have a Pro Wrestling Tees, and that is ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Big Effin' Beef. There you go. Randy, any final thoughts from you? No, I'm, I'm looking forward to this title bout Saturday night, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you again, Beef. That's right. Coming up this Saturday again, Alec Price, Big Beef for the Limitless Wrestling World title. At crunch time, we're in VLC season, and who knows? Uh, who, yeah. Anything is possible with the Limitless Wrestling Show. That's nothing going to be the case this Saturday night. We'll see you all there.